Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of the Naptime Kitchen Home Reset. Today, we are going to tackle the kitchen cabinets, the pantry, and miscellaneous kitchen items. Okay, but before we get started, I have to ask, how are your fridges? Does it not feel great to have a clean fridge with food in it that you know you like and with food that is not expired? I really, really hope so, okay? I, that that was one of my favorite episodes for sure to do. I just, having a clean fridge when you're having to open it so many times a day, it's just a good thing. Okay, let's not talk about them anymore. We're going to dive in to this next section. Going right in, step one. We are going to do the same thing that we did for our fridge to our pantry and our cabinets. Okay, this is free, and I do it probably twice a year. I know this may seem like a lot, but trust me, it is really, really worth your time. You're going to find things that are expired. You're going to find random stale crackers. You're going to find things that nobody in the house actually likes, and you need to get rid of those things. Then we're going to take stock of what is left and how you want to best organize it. All right, to start, I want you to take all of the food out of your pantry and your cabinets. This includes like cooking oils, spices, all of it. I know this might seem like a lot, but I think doing it all at the same time helps you to really see everything that you have and if it's in the best spot. So while it's all out, I want you to grab that same spray that we used in episode one and just kind of wipe down your pantry shelves, wipe down your cabinets, everything like that. And maybe just grab your dust buster in case you have some spots that have a lot of crumbs and just suck up all those crumbs. It's a really great time to not invite roaches into your cabinets. Let's get them nice and clean. So all the food is now on your counter. This is what I want you to ask yourself. First off, is it expired? If the answer to this question is yes, you should toss it. Secondly, do you like the food or does anyone in your house like the food? If the answer is no, you should toss it. So I want you to keep doing this for every single thing on the counter and keep that same notepad that we had from episode one. Keep that notepad nearby uh, that's your grocery list and add anything that you're tossing that you're like, oh, we actually would like to have more of that. Maybe it was just expired. Add it to your list. And maybe you had some appliances in your cabinets, in your pantry, everything like that. I want you to ask yourself a few questions with these appliances. First off, do you use it or does anyone in the house use it? And if the answer is no, I would really consider donating it or moving it to an area in your house where it doesn't take up your precious kitchen space. So let's say you have a stand mixer and maybe you bake twice a year, might not need to be sitting on your counter or in one of your prime cabinets. All right, step two, we're going to assess the placement of food in our cabinets and ask ourselves, is this the best place for that? So here's the thing. For most people, kitchen space is limited and precious. And it could be that one day you got him from the grocery store in a hurry and you put that five pound bag of sugar on your pantry shelf front and center. And it could be that though you only bake maybe four times a year, you still keep all of your baking ingredients on your shelf front and center. Friends, this is a terrible waste of your prime real estate. Just a reminder again, what is prime real estate? Just like with your fridge, your prime real estate are those shelves which are easiest for you to reach and get to. You want to fill them with the items that make the most sense for you and your family. Personally, I keep all of our baking supplies on the upper shelves of a side cabinet. I don't need them often, and when I do, I can reach up and take down the baking bins. My prime real estate shelves are filled with things like snacks for the kids, pastas, grains, oats, and cooking materials that I use often. 
Having a kitchen that is well-organized is going to bless you daily. Maybe that means you need to order some spice shelves to help with getting them all fitting in a cabinet or some sort of turnstile. But before you go and buy all of these items, I just want you to visualize if the current placement of your items is best. And remember, you do not have to limit yourself to the kitchen. I love my kitchen, but I still find it to be lacking in space. So I actually use an upper set of cabinets in our laundry room to store extra serving bowls, cooking tools I need infrequently, and all of my extra quart containers and foil pans that I use for giving away meals. So a couple of small kitchen tips when it comes to organizing. First off, don't forget about the space on the inside of your cabinet doors. We actually have command hooks on ours, and this is where we can store smaller items that are kitchen things. Namely, right now, it's where we store Millie's bib. So it's like that interesting amount of space on the back of a cabinet door. So when you close the cabinet, you cannot see it. Another thing you can store in there, we tape little pieces of paper that have like important information, maybe a recipe I use super often or some sort of measuring chart. I tape those on the inside of my cabinets. I can see them super quickly, but when the cabinets are closed, nobody even knows they're there. And then one other thing, an awkward like corner cabinet tip, you really should get yourself some turntables. I have this 18-inch one that's at the bottom of our big corner shelf, and we put all of our coffee mugs on it, and it has just changed the way this cabinet works. You're no longer like rummaging in there to try and get your coffee mug. You just spin it and your coffee mug appears. We also have one in the top cabinet that we use for our cooking oils, and it has made all the difference in not having to take out all of those large bottles when you want something that's in the back. You simply reach up, spin the little turnstile, and grab the one you need. I'm telling you, they are awesome, and they are not expensive. I'm going to link them in my Amazon shop. Okay, step three. We are going to decide on a way to organize and return all items to their locations. So just kind of a quick example to bring this home. For the longest time, we kept our large dinner plates on the bottom shelf of our cabinets. So that makes sense. Most people, that's where they keep them. But you know what? We eat almost exclusively out of large pasta bowls. And so I think we've used our dinner plates probably 10 times in the last five years. So when I was assessing our kitchen, I moved them up to one of the top shelves. It freed up so much room for the things that we actually do use. Remember, your kitchen simply needs to work for you, not for your mother or your mother-in-law or your sister Sally. It just needs to work for you. And one other tip too, I've shared this before, but when we organize our kitchen drawers, um, small boxes that things like stationery, like kids' toddler shoes, those kind of things can be really, really great for corralling similar kitchen items in those drawers. And I use binder clips to clip those boxes together and kind of anchor them so they aren't all in the drawer sliding around. So honestly, that's what I still use. I've never bought anything fancier. It, it works perfectly, but it could also be just a great trial run for you to see how you're using the drawer, is it the best way to go about it before you go and buy a bunch of expensive like organization things. So just start with some really, really simple cardboard boxes. All right, moving on. Step four, I want you to make a kitchen wish list. So these are going to be items that you could ask for when an occasion arises like your birthday or Mother's Day so that you get things that you actually want and could use. So you know when you're cooking something and you think, man, oh, I could really use a fill-in-the-blank And then someone asks you what you want for your birthday and you freeze, you can't remember, and you end up saying something like, "Um, I, I really like scented candles. So we've all been there. 
making a list gives people some really, really wonderful gift ideas for the upcoming year of things that you actually want. So you can have an actual paper list or just like start a note in your phone, maybe call it wish list. And whenever you're cooking and you're like, oh, I really wish I had one of those, add it to that wish list. All right, step five. I want you to do a quick clean out of under the sink and make a list of any cleaning supplies you might be running low of. Um, Since you're already in your kitchen cleaning everything, it's just a really great time to get everything out from under the sink and make sure you're using that space well. So I take everything out and I wipe down the cabinet in there and then I toss any cleaning products that we never use or are no longer needed Um, and I make a list of anything that we might be low on and need to replace. So it's just a really great time. That's also where we keep our trash bags, our dish detergent, our cleaning rags, everything like that. So I just kind of take it all out, assess it, and then replace it. All right, step six. This one's pretty simple, but you'd be amazed how many people don't do it. I want you to change your sponge. This costs us around $6, but that $6 lasts us the entire year Um, because this is just really good hygiene. Honestly, if, if, if you are using your sponge to clean things, you definitely want the actual sponge to be clean. Um, and I do have a little hack for you on this. I buy this pack of sponges from Target. They're like six sponges for $6, let's say. But sponges are actually like a pretty big size, and I have found you normally don't need them to be that big. So I cut them in half. So I bring the six sponges home, I cut them in half, now I have these perfectly little square sized, and I have 12 of them, so that's a sponge a month, so I have all the sponges I need for the entire year. It is so, so easy, and I just keep them in a bucket under the sink. All right, step seven, I want you to consider using my washcloth method. This is not mandatory, but I think if you tried it, you could really love it. So many of you that follow me online have gotten on board with this, and it really... It really is one of my better ideas, if I had to say so. Okay, so it's cost about $4, and this saves us so much from constantly using paper towels or from wondering if, like, the current cloth out is safe to use, like, to wipe down the kids or if maybe it has, like, cleaning spray on it. So I get these very inexpensive, colorful dishcloths from Target. They are Room Essentials brand. They come in a five-pack for $3.99, and they're basically what we use for everything. So track with me here. The newest color that comes into our house, that becomes the color we use for wiping the kids' faces. This is stored in the same drawer as our dish towels. The color that was previously used to wipe the kids' faces, it gets demoted to the bin under the kitchen sink. These are for spills, cleaning the counters, etc. And then the color that was previously used for spills, it gets the ultimate demotion, and that is for bathrooms and gross cleanups. So, Basically, those, like the ultimate demotion, they get used a few times and then tossed. Or if there's like something super gross, like the stomach bug hits your house, you can just like wipe it up and throw those things away. So I hope this makes sense. Basically, if I come home and I've just bought yellow washcloths, the yellow ones are now what we know we use for the kids. They're stored with the dish towels. And then let's say before that we had turquoise. The turquoise ones are now under the sink, and I know when I go to like wipe down the table, clean the counter, I grab a turquoise cloth. So if I have them both out, I know yellow is for the kids' faces, turquoise is for cleaning. Um, And I know that could sound like it could get really confusing, but we really only make a color change twice a year. So within a week, we just kind of know this is the color we're using on the kids. This is the color used to clean. And it has saved bundles on paper towels. I mean, I, I cannot even tell you how much money we've saved not going through all those paper towels. All right, step eight. 
want you to go through your dish towels and get rid of any you don't like or that don't work worth a darn. So you know those hand towels that you never reach for, the ones that don't absorb worth a darn, or you just, maybe they're ugly, you just don't like them for one reason or another? They are really cluttering your coveted kitchen drawer space. So I want you to get rid of them. Trust me, you will be so happy to reach into a drawer and only see dish towels that actually work. And maybe you realize you really don't have great dish towels. So maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to invest $20 and get some dish towels that I actually love. All right, y'all, those are all of the steps. I know that was a lot. We've cleaned out our cabinets. We've gone through our pantry food. Maybe you've moved some things around to places that make more sense to you. Guys, I'm so, so proud of you. I want you to put your feet up and rest. We need some rest because next time we are tackling the bathroom. See you next time.